Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I am your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have... Brian Milligan. Jimmy Moynihan. I wish you would say our names. That's always the most what? awkward part. No. To say. Really? I just hate saying well, my name. Well, because nobody knows who the hell we are, so I figured if you say your name, people at least can associate a name with a voice. A voice, yeah. Yeah, and then... Oh. Well, I hate my name and I hate my voice. <laughs> I just hate everything. If you want, I'll say your name from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian and this is Jimmy. Oh he God. can't stand, yeah. That'll be cool. So you, uh, so you just did the... So, a couple things happened the last time we did here. Yeah. You did the roast of Santa. Yes. And you were Jesus. I was Jesus, correct. Okay. Which is very appropriate if you know anything about what Brian looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I, well, uh, Jimmy was originally supposed to do it. I was supposed it. to be Jesus. And then and you, you dropped out. I dropped out because, well, for me, I just really, I really like that open mic. Yeah. The Sunday open mic. So I was just thinking, I'm sure they could find another Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I'd rather just, I like coming to the open mic early, getting there, mm-hmm. uh, socializing and watching comics. And it's one of those, it's one of the few open mics where it's like enjoyable to be at. Well, there's other ones that are yeah. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there is this open mic at... Did you ever go to shit? Uh, the Copper Rocket nah, yeah. in Orlando. I haven't been there. Yeah. That oh. one is just—it's oh almost, but it's there. It's about hanging out. Yes, yes. It's like it's, it's almost good... like you go up. It's like you go in to like get a physical. Yeah, or, like it's not <laughs> necessarily enjoyable, but I just yes. like hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's certain open mics that are good for hangs, but Brian got to get the best of both worlds because. He did the roast of Santa, and then he jetted back to the open mic. open mic at Beachside, and did he closed the show by doing a set dressed as Jesus? Jesus, yeah, which, Jesus. I said which, Santa, which was super weird because, like, when you're at the bar at the roast, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you're not the only costume person, so there's context to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where, like, then I walk. You know, luckily the open mic was like the next block over. <laughs> And then I walk in there, still as Jesus, Jesus, but there's no context. No to context. It. Yeah, it's just so here, like just people that were there. Yeah. Well, yeah, people that were there for the first time. It's like, oh, this guy's just mentally ill, and he dresses like Jesus all the time. <laughs> well, I walked half the room before I got on stage. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> so he goes up. These. So one of the guys mm-hmm. was a guy that went up mm-hmm. uh, from, and so he went up and did it like early on, mm-hmm. but then. He brought his like five of his family members, mm-hmm. and they stayed the whole show, and they Until were laughing <laughs> and like enjoying it. They were completely invested in the show, and then Brian comes up as Jesus, immediately stand up all together and file out. <laughs> yeah, before out. he even told jokes. Did, did, oh did no! You make, didn't they even didn't get to any, the microphone yet. No, they really? didn't want any part they of it. They just saw yeah. Jesus and yeah. just got him. And I mean, out. it could have been. There's a chance it could have been a coincidence. They needed to get out by sure. whenever, but yeah. the timing was a bit. Or they uh, could have been super Christian. That's what I. That's what I thought. We don't even want to like yeah. entertain. Like, we're gonna burn this it heathen. Out. That's well, it kind of gave me like an opening, like right away, like oh man, y'all. Well, there was people booing. Them when they walked out, rightfully so. Yes, yeah, the whole, the whole, because all the comics are Wait. back there, so they're like, 
you know, oh, you're you're leaving because of Jesus? Like, you know, like they were, <laughs> they were giving them hell as they walk out. I will say I did get, because I went back and looked at the video of it, mm-hmm. and I got the clap on the way out the door. <laughs> like, as I was walking out, oh, like, yeah, clap? yeah, on the oh, way okay. out. Okay, it was probably just a uh, coincidence. Coincidence, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it was, the timing was suspect. <laughs> yeah, it was a little sus. But the uh, the roast show went really well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh the the cast was pretty good. Like I don't really know a lot of the comics that were on it. Like yeah, it was like uh, Kyle Potter. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I've never met him. He was he, he was a uh, to the Tooth Fairy. I think yeah. <laughs> I've never met him before. <laughs> he He's enjoys, one of the comics yeah. that's been around forever. A guy named forever. Kevin Chamberlain. Was, Kevin uh, Chamberlain. Yep, I know yeah, him. He's cool. Um, is it Kevin? It's me. Ch- I know it's Chamberlain. Craig. Craig Chamberlain? Oh, it is Ke- yeah, Craig, Craig Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John Farentino, I think was his name. That was the guy playing mm-hmm. Santa. I know Mike Hurley. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Um, is this he, your he, first time meeting Mike? Yeah, so he was the guy, um, he was playing Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. Crushed. Crushed. Well, he, Mike Hurley is been doing com- comedy for like 20 years he almost. was super good he's um so he so james yon uh-huh who does that show on afrotainment yeah mike hurley he's one of the writers on the tv show oh okay yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. he's very funny yeah, guy. yeah 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 no very funny i yeah i was uh you know like i, I don't normally compare myself to other comics mm-hmm. like ever but when you're on a stage doing a roast like mm-hmm. i'm like looking around like am i the Best? Am I the second best? Oh, I do that Am I the third show. best? I don't because I'm I'm so new at it that I'm yeah. typically not. I'm I'm not even. It's not even a consideration for yeah. me, you know. Mm-hmm. But that night I was definitely like, where do I range in this uh, dais of people? And yeah. uh, Frosty was the best. Like yeah. Uh, Mike, yeah, that for guy, sure. that guy crushed. Some yeah. people are. It's weird. Some people are really good at roast and they're not as good at comedy. I mean, stand up. It's just like there's something about roasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. I'm not saying he is. Yeah. Just uh, like on the Comedy Central roast, mm-hmm. there's these killers. Mm-hmm. But then I watch her stand up, but I'm just like, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're just like killing killers. Well, sometimes the the roasts are like, and and even like local roasts are the same thing. Where it's really the audience response to you just saying the most foul shit yes. possible. Yeah. So you don't really have to be clever. And a lot of roast stuff tends to be pretty hacky, mm-hmm. where it's just like, all right, if it's a woman, you tell her vagina sticks. Like, it's just, just yeah, this yeah. typical I don't know. I whatever think you have stuff. to be, the best is, I think you have to be at least a little clever, um, and then you also have to be, I mean, you have to be just uh, brutal, too. Yeah, exactly. Because, so, like, if you're clever and just, like, it doesn't sting, yeah, I don't think it's any good. But that doesn't necessarily equate to really, really great, like, material when you don't have, like, a target and you're not, like, right. trying to tear apart. Like, that's what made, like, like again, Patrice O'Neill, who's, like, one of my favorites of all time, at the right. Charlie Sheen roast. Mm-hmm. It was so good because he really picked apart. It wasn't just saying mean shit. Yeah. He was picking apart people's careers. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And like, you know, hit him in the sweet spot. Yeah. And then he like critiqued the roast itself. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess I, I heard on some podcast that he had all his jokes people had basically covered because he went like last or second mm-hmm. last. So yeah. like he kind of didn't have an option other than to go into roasting. Yeah. People from like. 
his own Deep personal inside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it said, was it was one of the best roast uh, appearances I think ever. Anthony yeah, Jessel, sure. like so I'm good. not gonna learn your your name or whatever. Like to yeah. me, no, you're the an last, open the mic. Last I'm not gonna learn your last name. Because the last white guy was shitty last name. No, he said the last white guy Zach Galifian. Yeah, and then he mispronounced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was. I love. I, I can't imagine. Hold on. Yeah. Since we're on this, I can't imagine what Patrice O'Neill would be like today. Like mm-hmm. with podcasting and all he'd that shit. Hero. Oh my god, he'd be yeah. he'd be probably like he'd be probably the biggest podcast out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just that's him true. talking shit. Mm-hmm. That'd be the whole thing. You know? Oh what I mean? Oh my god, him on a podcast would be so good. That's, that's did you I mean. ever? Well, so they did. Do you know who Dante Nero is? Mm-mm. Dante Nero did. So he had Black Phillip was Patrice O'Neill's original podcast. Mm-hmm. So it was him and Dante. Mm-hmm. So Dante now, since Patrice has passed, he does a podcast called Beige Philip because Dante's like, <laughs> right. like a light skinned dude. But I got to work with Dante in um, at the St. Mark's Comedy Club mm-hmm. in New York when I went up there mm-hmm. and got to meet him. And he's a weird, fascinating. Like <laughs> he looks like a, he's just a giant. Like he looks like he's fresh out of prison. Like he's just this <laughs> huge, muscular. Black, but somehow looks Mexican, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's covered in like rings and stuff. He's he's crazy, really funny on stage, and it's such a weird, like my my mom because my mom came to the show because I was performing. Oh, nice. But my mom was like, he just looks so uncomfortable because he sat, he sits on the stool and like leans up against the wall and just because you get to, it's one of those shows where it's just a, a show that you couldn't you couldn't give a shit less about. It's just yeah. He's making whatever pocket money they're throwing him, and it's closing a shitty showcase at you know a small comedy club. And he's been doing yeah. comedy for twenty something years. Yeah. So he literally just sat on the stool, put the stool all the way up against the wall, and then just leaned on the wall and just <laughs> nice. talked into the microphone the whole time. He was up there. Those are kind of fun shows. When yeah. You don't kind of. When the guy shit. does it right, though, and, and like he's somebody, hilarious, yeah, he's still somebody, gonna be funny, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've seen people just sit on a stool and not use a microphone and not be funny, yeah. and it's like, I those are yeah. like, I almost get frustrated at that. <laughs> like, why are we even, yeah. like, why are you even doing this? I go back and forth. Like, I when I started, I would sit down, yeah, and then I got oh, to yeah, a point I realize where you don't sit anymore, right? Yeah, I I sit sometimes now. Like, I'm starting to go back towards it. Because when I started, I like sitting down because it shows a certain level of confidence. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, there, there's just there's something so undeniable about yeah. being willing to sit down in front of an audience and be like, I'm not going to walk back and forth. I'm not going to give you excitement. I'm just going to, this material is going to be so good mm-hmm. that you're going to laugh whether I'm sitting on my ass or not. Yeah. Right? But then I started doing black rooms. Mm-hmm. And you cannot sit down in front of black people. Yeah. Like, Genesis might be the only person who could sit down in front of black people and not get just, like... Heckled to and death. Just bond. Why yeah. is that? <laughs> I think because... Well, black people require energy. Yeah. Uh. Like, black people don't let you be chill on stage. That you better be funny. You better be funny fast. And I think Genesis is so dirty that it's so shocking mm-hmm. that, he, that, that he sits down and he's all calm and slow... But his material is so out there mm-hmm. that it keeps him. 
So what you're saying is if I do a black club, I need to put that Chris Rock flair on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to, like, you know, what, I, I can't wait for you to do it Yeah. so that you can come oh. back and report how different oh, it is. I, I, I'm willing it's, to bet I would bomb immediately in a black club. Yeah, well, Maybe. I did. I'm black, and I bombed the first, like, five times I did black rooms. Right, but, but there's a stigma about me going up into a, like, who's this racist motherfucker? Like, I got the beard and <laughs> stuff well, like no, that. They're already surprised. Like, Here's the thing about black people, though. Black rooms are, and, and this is, uh, I had this conversation with Duncan, but black rooms are nicer to white comedians. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because they respect you for being brave enough. To come in there and. To get on stage in front of a black room. Say the shit that you're going to say. Black people are hard on black comics because they expect us to be funny. Right. Black people's expectation is black people are funnier anyway. Yeah. So the fact that you have the nerve to get up on stage, yeah. you better be fucking funny. Right? <laughs> so it's just a different. Well, I feel when like... you get up, it's like look at this country white boy who had the nerve to come up here. And... Yeah. But I also feel like like I was uh, I was at a show the other night and I was talking to a couple of comics uh, and they were black guys and they were eating before the show, mm-hmm. right? And they had you were there too. Was uh, that the roast? No, it was at uh, Lizette's. Ah, and uh, yeah. they were saying like, I, I, like they didn't like their food that they were eating, mm-hmm. and I was like, just Whoa. send that shit back. She's Louise. Yeah, <laughs> were, I was like, just food send that days. shit back, and they were like, no, like uh, we don't do that. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, when we go out, we represent the black community. And I was like, that's such a fucking burden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to be like, I'm carrying everybody with me, just sitting at a restaurant eating shitty food that I don't fucking like. Like, God, that's so. That's like, I can't imagine being like, all right, what does my culture think about this? You know, specific decision. Well, black that I'm people make? also, and you mean send the food back, as in like bring me something else I don't like this? Yeah. Or, black people also don't ever either eat the food yeah. or just leave. Yeah. Because we don't trust anybody fucking with our food. That's what they were saying. Like, they if were I like, send oh, my food yeah, back, somebody's going to put their dick in it yeah. and then send it back they out. Didn't, they didn't eat the food. They just uh, took it home with them. Yeah. And you know, probably give it to a dog. Or <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it to, or, well, that's what I do when I don't like something. I mm-hmm. put it, I take it to go, and then I throw it away in about a month. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I mean, I, I, like, I've managed restaurants. I was in the restaurant business for, mm-hmm. you know, almost 10 years. Like, it's never a problem when someone no, said something bad. No, and, and I can, I can count better. on one hand the number of fucked up things I've seen in a restaurant where somebody mm-hmm. was fucking with somebody's food, you mm-hmm. know? And it's always, honestly, it's always been, like, a old bitchy white lady who's just, like... Like, you can't please her no matter what. And yeah. She's just frustrated everybody that's talked to her, and they're just mm-hmm. like, fuck it. And then they <laughs> spit in her food or something but like that. But still, you got to be pretty fucked up to do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I've never hated someone enough to spit in their food. Me neither. It's so uh, disturbing. It's so creepy people. that people Yeah, do it's that. pretty bad. Well, no, so not to get all dark and racial, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But think about, like, oh, just given history, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Like, older black people don't go to restaurants, period. Yeah. Because how can you trust, you know, they grew up in the 50s. Yeah. How can you trust a white person to make your food? They're back there doing all kinds of disgusting shit to your food just because you're black. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. But the guy who was running the show told the the comics, like, hey, don't worry about that. The guy in the back is black. The head chef chef is black. And they went, no, he'll fuck with our food food even more. more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, God, you guys, it's so layered, the... (laughs) 
the cultural shit that y'all have to deal with. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I've never once thought about that. Like, yeah. I, I've always been like, well, if, if my steak is gross, then I'm not going to eat it or whatever you it is. Think you think know? about the bigger picture for them is that they're representing Louisiana food, N- New Orleans food, and that's some of the best food mm-hmm. In the country. I mean, yeah. my sister yeah. lives in New Orleans, and when I go, mm-hmm. it's like the thing I get most excited about is <laughs> the food. I'm going yeah. to fucking yeah. eat Yeah, <laughs> the best, like the breakfasts. Mm-hmm. I don't I can't, that's... Breakfasts? Breakfasts. Uh, <laughs> You're nailing it. Yeah. They uh, are just excited. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, the ham is like all glazed with sugar and honey, and you get... Uh, but anyway, I know I have a boner now. <laughs> uh, and then so like you come here and it's Lizette's Cajun oh, Bistro. Am I talking shit again? No, no, you're <laughs> no, good. No, no, dude. no, you're you're good. Oh, I'm gonna show you something. So keep talking. So like you go there and the wings are fucking dry and the and and like are you kidding me? I like that Jimmy goes. Am I talking shit? <laughs> yeah, make sure. Not. I was uh, I, I was trying to be a little nuanced with, with the players, well, but that, I, I feel like with them it's like constructive criticism. Because, <laughs> I mean, I would want to know if people were enjoying my the food. Yeah, and you know I can't help to blame the black man in the Feels <laughs> good to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It I. I've, like I said, I've just never culturally felt the entire weight of my culture on my shoulders while I was making such a minute decision. Yeah, there's so you know much I mean? that I, I really uh, don't envy Yeah, black people because there's so much... I mean, just there's so much you guys have to worry about yeah. that we just take for granted. I mean, I appreciate y'all style and culture, though. <laughs> like, I do. Like, it's y'all have some of the best musicians. Y'all have hands down the best dancers for sure you know uh most of the style styles come from the black culture and then kind of work their way into the white culture because they're like oh that's cool i want to i want to be a part of that so basketball shoes oh man <laughs> basketball shoes y'all's commitment to wearing sneakers is i've i am i am just now slowly becoming into... black about shoes yeah I don't, you, I don't. Do you, do you saran wrap your shoes yet? No. no <laughs> okay, so you're not shit. quite there I don't, yet. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't understand. I hate, which is so weird. I, I hate the sneaker thing. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Thanks, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, just no. like, it's a collectible thing like anything else. It just no, happens know, to be but it's sneakers. Like, it's, it's, but it's grown men, though. Yeah. Like, to talk to men in their 40s. And they're excited because yeah. the new lime green sneakers are coming out. I'm like, fuck well, you. And they are, they're only $450. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's people that collect Pokemon cards that's in their that's true. 40s, which is... You mean white people? Yeah, I, <laughs> J- Jimmy, Jimmy's just admitting to his collection. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like the one pair of basketball shoes I have, I do put them back into the box. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time I wear them. And I wear them like I'm I wear them like once every six months. That's my problem. There's is... so, something about basketball shoes you just wanna you wanna preserve them. Yeah. I think it's That's my problem though. Like if I'm spent... You're looking at can candy. I'm trying to find this thing where I, I guess I'm not gonna find it. There is a video of this soul food restaurant of them like pouring sugar into like the trays of candy yams as they're cooking uh, them. So the good. amount of sugar 
is so shocking. Like I, I can't describe. It's they had like a bat. It looked like a bag of dog food. Oh my god! Was the size of the bag candy, of sugar? Sweet potatoes. Yeah, but it's like with that, you know, you're eating something really unhealthy, so you just kind of pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. If you're an addict, it's bad because you're just gonna you won't stop. But. I, I would definitely like. I'm not a drinker, you know. So mm-hmm. food is definitely my. Look at this shit! Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, she's Lord. pouring from a giant. You weren't kidding by a bag says, of dog food. It's. I think okay. it says twenty. I think is that oh a two five? God. It's twenty five pounds, pounds of sugar. It's on, these big trays under cover, covering trays. it completely. <laughs> Holy! Oh four. Okay. Holy! Literally. So you're talking oh okay. So five. You're talking five pounds of pounds sugar. Pounds of sugar. And here's the thing, tray. though. You don't want to watch videos like this. You just want to get it and then assume that they're just really sweet potatoes that yeah, came there's from. a lot of they, fucking cinnamon. They too, just man. come out of the ground like that. Yeah. Oh, these happen to be sweet. Yeah. This is. And they're it's called a, sweet potatoes. And potato. it's a vegetable, yeah. so it's obviously healthy. Yeah. They look like mashed potatoes now. Yeah. They're they, pouring that's cinnamon wild. over it's, the sugar. Jesus. And she's like totally, yeah. Like yeah, she's like, all right, now a little dab of vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, a dab, not a dab. <laughs> Holy shit! She's like, it's not my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and oh we act like we don't God. know where the diabetes comes yeah, from. That's, <laughs> I see it, dude. I see it. Every time I watch the that video, it's just disturbing. Oh Do you guys God. have an extra craving for sugar at night? That's when I always want to eat sugar for some reason. Like, no, not see my that's thing when is, it hits. I'm not fat from sweets. I just eat large quantities. Yeah, me too. Of right. food. Oh, so it's not like yeah. No, so I'll just eat like two steaks, not like, you know, yeah. cake and so pie or whatever. I I have the same problem mm-hmm. where like I'm a overeater. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like indulge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily sweets, but I—I I mean, I do. I got a little bit of a sweet tooth, too, too. Yeah. but not—not not mm-hmm. too much, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what, like, the reason I started losing weight is mm-hmm. because, like, I still eat the same way. Mm-hmm. I just do it in less portion. I just, yeah. No, I just do it in a window. Like I just. Oh, so like an intermittent fasting. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, so you wait longer be- between meals. Between meals, yeah. yeah so it gives yeah. my body more time to digest, mm-hmm. and uh, so now I. I there's no like set regimen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just typically don't eat until I get home from work, or like if I have a show day, I don't eat at all until after yeah. a show, yeah. and then I, I mean, I'll eat two thousand calories. You know well, what I mean? The, that's the hard part because I don't like eating before I get on stage. Yeah. Because yeah, no, because well, because I'm already fat, so I don't need to be bloated. Yeah. And fat on stage. All right. And my biggest fear, because this has happened to me before, shitting your pants. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Where yeah. like you eat something that you wouldn't normally eat, not realizing that oh this restaurant has shitty food that right you know makes you sick or whatever. Yeah. And then now I got to get on stage with bubble guts. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. can't like it worst. just yeah. I haven't I, because I don't eat during the day. I yeah. haven't had that situation. You yeah. know, like I mean, luckily. But yeah. for me, it's more like I get indigestion really bad. Mm-hmm. So if I eat anything that, like, creates that indigestion, then mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm going to have a shitty show. Yeah. Uh, so I typically don't. Like, if I'm going to eat, like, some mm-hmm. of your shows, uh, Jimmy, like, you'll bring, or you will you guys will do, like, pizzas after the show and stuff. Or and, before. Or, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you have them in the green room beforehand. Yeah. But then I won't touch that shit. And, yeah. and the minute I'm off stage, I'm yeah. like, I haven't eaten shit all day. I'm yeah. going, I'm oh, going to yeah. eat three it's fucking nice. pieces. Yeah. You know? So. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I, I, not you, but at least drink like a protein shake so you have that, like, 
mm -hmm. a little bit of protein in you and, and um, some vitamins or something. Yeah. I, you know, I well, feel I, like... I do drink coffee. Like, mm -hmm. so like, I will eat, eat so, so like in the intermittent fasting community, you're supposed mm -hmm. to have nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Like nothing all day, like for yeah. that window or whatever. But I do, uh, I, so on my mail route, I have like a, a gas station and um, I go in there every day at like one o'clock and, mm -hmm. and I have a coffee with like cream, cream in it, you know? No Is it like a, a cheers thing where like you walk in or everybody's like, hey, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't know my name, but they just say, hey, mailman. Yeah, you know? mailman. I know all of their names. They, they, <laughs> they just don't call know me mailman. <laughs> That's fine though. You know what's weird about being a comic really quickly? Yeah. Because I guess we get on stage, mm -hmm. everyone knows our name. I don't know anybody's fucking name, yeah. and it's so awkward because I feel like a complete asshole. Everybody in like the like the like the regulars that come to like pineapples and stuff, I don't know any of their names, and I feel oh, no. so rude. Well, I, to be fair, I don't think anyone knows my name. <laughs> Jimmy's hey, there every fucking week, and I still think I, two, maybe two people know him. The guy that cursed out that girl from Tinder. Oh, that guy! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> that creep. Yeah, <laughs> that creep. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I'm I'm you know even though I'm a mailman, I'm pretty bad with names. Like mm -hmm. I mean, I see names all day long <laughs> on the envelope. Yeah, <laughs> but people walk up to me in a house where I have their name in front of me, and I'm like, oh, uh, hello, sir. <laughs> you know, like. I'm <laughs> but uh and it's kind of our jobs to know the names you know like yeah. i just i don't know i'm not a good mailman <laughs> mm -hmm. like i focus way more on comedy than i do than, than i ever job. have as a mailman <laughs> yeah. yeah like way more like it's do, it's weird here's a, here's a mailman question all right <laughs> do because like i feel like older like white people that live in like a neighborhood they've been there a long time mm -hmm. they're very you know fastidious about their little details yeah if you bring the mail to the wrong house, mm -hmm. they expect you to know mm -hmm. who they are for sure and which house is what. Yeah. Do you ever explain to them? I go to a thousand houses. I don't give a shit about you personally. Literally, what makes you think that I'm gonna think about <laughs> who you are and know your face doesn't match this envelope? Yeah. When you've gotten seventeen thousand pieces of mail over the time that I've worked here, literally and... happened today. Like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't happen too often. Most people are pretty considerate, you yeah. know, like they understand. Yeah. But like like today, for instance, like I had a lady come out and she goes, "Hey, uh, I lost my mail key." And I, you know, for a couple of days, I noticed there's no mail in my mailbox. Like, do you remember delivering mail to me on Saturday? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ma'am, I have 980 stops on my route. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't remember putting mail in your specific. Do you really mail have not, you have 980? Yeah. Holy and how fuck. how how long is your? So you do your route in what amount of time? So. Like every day? Every day. I, you hit 900 houses a day? It's not necessarily houses either. It's like, it's it's a mix. I have a very mixed route because mm -hmm. like my route is like uh, out, it's off of 192 mm -hmm. uh, in front of the mall. Mm -hmm. So like I have a bunch of businesses and shit mm -hmm. on my route. Um, so it's it's mixed. Oh, so you passed by us almost, but uh, from one ninety two. Yeah, right? I almost asked you last podcast. You used to have yes. y'all's old office yep. on one eighty two. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. When I pulled in here, I was like, they used to live. Anyway, yeah. uh, but I end at Dairy Road. So I start at, right. like, right across the street from Target. And mm -hmm. This is, like, super <laughs> specific. <laughs> I start right across the street from Target, and then I go all the way to Dairy Road, and mm -hmm. then I end at Target. Uh, so it's just a straight shot. But mm -hmm. I have, like, tons of little communities that branch off of there yeah. and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's nine, 980 stops. Uh. But not every stop gets mail every day also. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, right. there's certain days where it's like, like the post office tries, like we were yeah. talking about it last week, every mm-hmm. every door direct mail, like when mm-hmm. it does shit like that, I got to go on every fucking stop. <laughs> and so, uh, but I also like, because of I've been in like car accidents and shit, like mm-hmm. my back is fucked up. So I'm like medically eight hours. Like they can't, mm-hmm. they can't make me work beyond eight hours no matter what. Yeah. And so like a lot of times I end up handing pieces of my route off to other people mm-hmm. because, uh, but there's some days like Saturday, I, I got my whole route done in eight mm-hmm. hours, like went home. And so and it's really like six hours on the street because you do like an hour and a half in the office mm-hmm. in the morning. And then there's like oh, a, just preparing your. Yeah. Getting everything set up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just like putting packages. Also, you have to like put like letters all come in a specific order. Like they're pre-sorted, mm-hmm. but like uh, newspapers, magazines, that kind of shit, they just send it to you and you have to put it in the correct order for the route before oh you go out. God. So, hello. <laughs> you make it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird job though. Cause like yeah. I work for the government, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not really a government employee. Like, but I have some of the same like benefits as the military. So really? yeah, like I have like four retirement. Don't you plans. get like free cell phones? service no oh i discounted but not free oh okay but it's not a it's not a huge discount you know right there's a mailman in minnesota and they had free cell phone service oh yeah um, that was the most boring sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, I'll, really. I'll tell you a good story. <laughs> there was a mailman in Minnesota, and he had free, free cell, phone cell phone service. service. That's an automatic, uh, <laughs> let's listen to anything yeah, else. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's lean in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a good, uh, this, this is not somebody I knew specifically, yeah. but just stories you hear about mm-hmm. in the post office, right? There was a guy in Ohio that retired uh, six years ago, right? He retired mm-hmm. at 81 years old, which yeah. is like crazy. Like, normally with the post office, they shut you out by the time you get into your 70s. Mm-hmm. I guess this guy was just loved. How do you physically do, like, Good a mailman's question. job at 80 years Good old? Good question. But uh, at 81 years old, he had his retirement party, and it came out that he had fathered 100 oh, kids on his that route. Story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> different <laughs> ladies along the route. He was banging them. <laughs> wow. Banging all through the years. And his kids ranged everywhere from, like, in their 40s all the way down to, like, pretty young so he was yeah, he was slinging dick it. in his <laughs> 70s how many kids over a hundred holy oh my god yeah. a lot of deliveries how yeah. many kids do you have on your route kids yeah i don't know i don't count them <laughs> <laughs> that no. would be terrible yeah to well, I, I have 78 kids no no no, no. you know where uh, all no. the children live no i mean how many no, kids no. have you fathered yeah, on no. your route oh, I see. Oh. Uh, z- zero yeah. <laughs> Because uh, my wife listens to this. <laughs> no. Actually, you know what's funny? I got in trouble last podcast from my wife. Right. I, I, she was listening to it today, and I just get a, I get a text out of nowhere that says, we're fighting. And I was like, oh, lovely. What did what, you say? What that was, what'd you say that was and she goes, uh, I, I text her, and I was like, why? And she goes, because you told the Kool-Aid story on the podcast and then said it was Rudy. Oh. <laughs> it was Rudy? And Wait, she and loves Rudy. She was Rudy. mad in defense yeah. of Rudy? Not, not, not oh, okay, really. Okay, okay, okay. She was just joking with me. But, uh, but yeah, she was, like, she was like, how dare you say that about Rudy? <laughs> you know what's weird? Rudy? When you were talking about Kool-Aid, I pictured Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's I told him last night that I said that too. I was like, "Did you listen <laughs> to that podcast?" He's like, "Nah," because I had told him the Kool Aid story. He was the first comic I told that to. Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, is this?" He's like, "Yeah, you should work on that because that's that it's hilarious. Your trauma could be real funny, you yeah. know." And so, uh, 
So I so he knew it. So I told him last night that I told the coolest story on the podcast, and, 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 then, I, and then I said that it was it, it was you, Rudy. <laughs> he, he just cried a little bit. Yeah, he was. He texted me later on. He's like, dude. He's like, Brian's a fuck. fucking dick. <laughs> I don't think Rudy can get upset about anything. Me neither. He's the chillest guy yeah. I've ever met. Yeah, he's so nice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a well. Maybe he has a dark. I feel like maybe he has a dark side. Like he's he, from the Congo. He has to have a dark yeah, side. Yeah, he there has to be some is, sort of. But his, his dark side is his front side. Is his front yeah. side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dark side is yeah. Yeah, Rudy. Uh, Rudy helped me with uh, some of my roast jokes uh-huh. for the roast of Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I met with him last Wednesday and I was uh, I don't know, like I had some stuff and but mm-hmm. there was like a couple of characters I needed mm-hmm. some. I don't know, punching up, I yeah. guess, you know, and yeah, he helped me out a lot. I always feel stupid because, like, I never, I always say no to those kind of things because mm-hmm. I just can't wrap my brain around, like, writing roast jokes about a character. Yeah. It just doesn't, I don't know. Like, I can get really mean writing about a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a fictional character, it just, it my brain doesn't. That's funny because my biggest concern with doing it wasn't the characters I was roasting, but do I do it from the perspective of the character that I'm playing or just myself? From and the I, character, I, usually, right? No, I and I, and I was kind of going back because I'm playing Jesus. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. like, do I do I do like wholesome, clean Jesus, or do mm-hmm. I? Just oh no, write? filthy Jesus. Yeah, that's so, how I did. Yeah, it. and that's, that's exactly. I was like, you know what? It's probably funnier yeah. to just yeah. write. Whatever jokes I write, because I typically write filthier shit anyway. Yeah. So I'm gonna just write whatever I feel like writing for that, and then mm-hmm. just do it in a different voice. <laughs> you know, and just yeah. I'll put on a booming Jesus, Jesus voice. voice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was like filthy as Jesus. Um, I, I was like, who wants to drink the blood of Christ tonight? And then I started humping the air. <laughs> but it's like funny. It's uh. I uh, I can't you know what's funny I can't remember any of the things I said like I but here's here's one thing I did do right mm-hmm. I noticed uh, um, Joseph Galang went up before me and he mm-hmm. was Satan right mm-hmm. and so he did his or no actually uh, that's originally how it was supposed to go the tooth fairy uh, the guy you said Kyle Potter Kyle Potter yeah. he went up right before me he was hilarious because he was like he had yeah. this pouch on the side and mm-hmm. he was throwing change at the people he was roasting. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah, it was, it was funny. And then the devil went up? You, well, the devil went up first. That was, uh, I was originally supposed to go after Joseph. They changed the lineup. Like, how was that? Uh, it was, it was all right. <laughs> and the whole, I mean, every, everybody did decent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but uh, so so Kyle did his thing, but I noticed there was a lot of chatter mm-hmm. in between the roast jokes. Like, mm-hmm. like just because it's a bar, you yeah. know what I mean? And so I decided, I was like, I need to go up there and do something that, like, commands their attention. Mm-hmm. So I went up, and uh, my opener was like, all right, uh, let's all bow our heads in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then I had this fucked up prayer that I wrote, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, I, so I got through that. And then with each character that mm-hmm. I was roasting, I would yell into the mic, Ooh. like, uh tooth fairy you know but like in a booming jesus voice and everybody shut the fuck up you know what i mean (laughs) and even like a couple like i do do a couple jokes and then i hear it picking back up and Mm -hmm. then i hit him yeah satan you know (laughs) shit like that but it was it it did it shut everybody down for a second and so uh i think uh i think that like really worked in my Mm -hmm. to my benefit Mm -hmm. but nobody else followed that you know i was thinking like (laughs) okay this is gonna set a presence precedence yeah. and then other comics would start doing this but no yeah. i mean like 
when Leslie Joe went up as Miss Claus, like there was, I mean, like just audible people just shit, constantly yeah. talking behind, behind yeah. her, in front of her, and I was like, man, like mm-hmm. I would do something, you know, yeah. like I, like because that's what we're there for. We're there to hold attention, you know. Well, that's the difference between like, like, and this is where like I just think different people are on different trajectories. Yeah, and that's why I think again you're going to continue to grow past a lot of people uh-huh. because. It's some, it's it's like, are you trying to f- master the craft mm-hmm. or not, right? So, like, a lot of times, I never go, this is a... Well, I say this is a bad audience, yeah. but I, I never, like, <clears throat> leave a show where I bombed mm-hmm. more disappointed in the audience than I am in myself. Right. Because to well, me... Well, you're more disappointed in yourself. You yeah, say, than yeah. the audience, oh, yeah. like, ever. Another yeah. thing, if you're performing at a bar, even if it's, like an audience it's just i feel like the setting of a show it um is a big deal yeah because like Mm -hmm. there's just people that are going to talk especially a lot of people that usually don't go to comedy shows Mm -hmm. but i mean i feel like for you brian it's like right now you're just trying to get on any stage that yeah you can Mm -hmm. just to get the reps in but i also Mm -hmm. do like the uh like diversity of shows, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, like when we did the roast, that was a that was its own specific thing that I, yeah. you know. And then like this was sort of similar, but definitely different because it was more of a traditional roast where I didn't have to yeah. just write for one person. Yeah. And what's weird is I spent probably double the amount of time writing ro- roast jokes for you than I did the actual like roast <laughs> where I'm roasting everybody. <laughs> yeah, seven or eight people. Yeah. I like a roast battle more. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> to be fair, I, I liked it a lot more too mm-hmm. because I just felt like the it was more of a writing clinic for me mm-hmm. because uh, I was writing about one specific topic where mm-hmm. like my my I've told you guys like my brain when I'm write when I'm in writing mode I'll write a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and just just see where it goes you know what I mean yeah. or see what sticks or what's funny and what I'm writing and then sometimes mm-hmm. I'll I'll write like a, a full page of bullshit mm-hmm. and then I'll see one thing in that bullshit and I'll extract that and put mm-hmm. that onto a different page and then I'll write what I think is funny about that shit right there yeah. you know and most of what I write I never say like mm-hmm. I just know ne- because it's not it, oh yeah it, it's like not 90, good, you know? 90 it's like, for me 99% of the shit I write is absolute trash yeah. I get like um I get like one thing that's good out of like maybe f- six or seven pages because I do the stream of consciousness thing yeah, yes. where I'm just t- typing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been like, it's stream of consciousness with very little like thought of what I'm writing because that's the whole point is you just keep writing yeah. until something comes, something pops. Yeah. Something pops. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been like, okay, I'll try to be funny yeah. or at least like remember because like I'll start a stream of consciousness and then, you know, It'll start getting like dark. <laughs> like, it's just like, I feel trapped in the in this cycle spiraling of bullshit. Out of sometimes I question life and what's the point of it, and uh, just it's just repetitive. And then I'm like, holy shit! Okay, I gotta at least remember that I'm writing for you know for comedy and not a manifesto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not my suicide note. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's the Neil Brennan of um for sure. <laughs> of our county. Hey, but you know what, sure. man? Neil Brennan's That's a real a pretty good. S- surprising. He's person. awesome because he That's started funny. as like the TV guy, you yeah. know, like producing mm-hmm. TV shows, Chappelle Show, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Now I watched his recent special Blocks. yesterday. Was it yeah, good? Yeah, it was very good. I gotta okay. watch that still. Yeah. yeah, me too. It's uh, such a 
One thing I wanted to ask is that's a compliment to you, dude. Neil Brennan. Oh yeah, I'm I'm nowhere close. I'm still (laughs) trying to find out who I am uh, on stage and still seeing if I'm committed to if I want to do comedy. I'm constantly questioning uh, if I'm good enough to do it. When I should just really, I know, like I should just enjoy the process. Right now, I'm really enjoying doing comedy, so I really don't have to worry about. Bro, hearing you good. say that blows my mind. Oh. Because, like, I mean, like, I don't know how, like, I, I, and I, I know I'm new at this, mm-hmm. but I wish I wrote as good as you do. Oh, Like, thanks, I mean, man. it's like, you're in, in, I have, like, favorite comics locally and stuff like that, but when it comes to, like, joke writers, you're my fucking favorite, dude. Wow. Like, you That's really awesome. are. Like, you, the way you, present jokes you put a lot of twists in your jokes like where or like where right. you think it's going this way ends up going this way right like i man i i really respect your writing dude see and i it is so hearing you say like you're contemplating like i don't even know if i want to do this that blows so, my mind man yeah no it's it's just doubt and i think it's a little bit of um it stops me from from writing more getting better because i'm i've always been afraid of um What's it called? Success. <laughs> oh, okay, another. <laughs> we went the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks, I appreciate that, and that's <laughs> obviously that's what stood out about mm-hmm. you. Is that okay? This guy knows how to write. So I saw, you know, heard your writing process. But what I'm curious about, I'm not m- meaning to take over, but yeah. what is what's what's your writing process? Are you more on stage or more I writing? Do you weird, write? I have a weird I mean, on like. Paper. Yeah, oh, yeah, always oh, yeah. on paper. I figured, yeah. But I have a weird, like, psychotic writing process. What is it? My writing process it's like is... like furiously masturbating. No. <laughs> it <laughs> happens a lot when I start writing. I, <laughs> I will... I, I like to be... I like to be by myself. Me too. So, like... And I'm married. So, I usually start writing when my wife goes to bed. And I'll listen to music... I'll put on headphones, listen mm-hmm. to music really loud. Mm-hmm. Music make, with words? Yes. Oh wow, that's yeah. rough for me. Well, I'm I'm black, so it's all rap anyway. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> right. You are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's uh, yeah, but yeah, I listen to music with words, mm-hmm. and I turn off all the lights wow. until like, like you know how like if you're in your own house, yeah, it can be really dark, and you can still walk around without hitting anything just because you, you yeah, get, like, you know, memory, or, yeah, whatever, yeah, and you can slightly see a little bit, see a little bit. Yeah. I walk around like that. From like, I've done it for like hours before, and I just pace mm. back and forth in my house. And you uh, in say the dark, you're music blasting, or and I talk to myself. You talk mm. to yourself yeah. all loud. Yeah, um, a little bit out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you um, got a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a psycho. Pro- no, if if somebody G- ever if, saw me, like if well, Jimmy yeah. said he wrote like that, I'd be like, that checks out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I do that too. Yeah. I'll write first, and then I'll say it out loud because things come to me. That you don't wouldn't come to me if I'm writing it. So like I'll yeah. write the if I'm doing the stream of consciousness consciousness and something pops out that I like, then I'll write it out mm-hmm. more joke like um, if the premise seems to be good enough, and then I'll say it out loud. And my dog is 14 years old, so mm-hmm. when I'm home, if I don't take him out like every 20 minutes, he just pisses mm-hmm. on my entire life. <laughs> and so, so when I'm outside, I'm just talking <laughs> to myself so, yeah, yeah. without 
a microphone. Well, it'd be even yeah. weirder if yeah. I had a microphone. <laughs> just walking around. <laughs> How you guys but sometimes <laughs> I do. I'll have a mic. But and like I live in like a little. Uh, it's like the Sun Tree Ghetto, mm-hmm. because it's like you know it's a bunch of. <laughs> Townhouses. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> townhouses are a ghetto. Yeah. It is, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, like, there's always people out, yeah. and they see me talking to myself. And they just think you're a lunatic that yeah. lives in the neighborhood. Well, and also I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they've seen some crazy shit of me doing. Um, like, I, I'm, like uh, my neighbor um, yells at me for my dog pooping in her lawn, mm-hmm. and which... You know, I just don't like cleaning it up. Uh, <laughs> and I, I do, but sometimes I miss it. So she gets mad, and then she has a ring doorbell, mm-hmm. and she I, and she has one in the front, one mm-hmm. in the back. She has a don't pee on the plants sign. <laughs> she has a uh, video surveillance sign. Yeah. And so I know she's – and then watching she works you. for the TSA. Oh, wow. So, so I know like she's watching. Yeah. So when I'm – so like when I'm – feeling upset i take it out on her ring doorbell and i literally have said before i'm like i miss i miss ronnie when ronnie used to live here guys, <laughs> to, her ring to her like i make sure i talk like because like if you walk in front of it it starts it, it literally says it's, it's like video recording yeah so i go fuck this living in a fucking tsa zone this is bullshit i miss ronnie this is I say that into a doorbell. I talk to a doorbell. So anyway, my point is, is I'm already, I mean, talking to myself, uh, re- reciting jokes is one of the least insane mm-hmm. things I do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like that's, I need to do that more because that's where, that's where the yeah the good stuff comes. Yeah. yeah. So like when you're saying like, oh, I, you know, I write stuff down and like, you know, 90% of it sucks and then I whittle it down. Yeah. My process is different because I'm, He's talking like 90% of my shit is gold. No, well, yes, <laughs> but but not but not, for, but not for the same reason though. Yeah. Cuz like I'm not writing down all of the in-between stuff. I'm just talking to myself. Right. Uh, and then when something opposite. makes me go, "Holy shit, that's hilarious." Then, yeah, then yeah. I stop pacing. Wow. I turn the light on, I write it down, and then I turn the light off and I go back to walking around. Holy moly. So he, I've never heard that And I I've, I've had one night my wife came out of the room to use the bathroom uh-huh. I guess she assumed that I was not home mm-hmm. because <laughs> when when she went to bed I wasn't home yet Yeah. so I'm pacing around in the pitch black and she gets out to use the bathroom and she crashes into me Oh! and I've never heard her scream <laughs> like sure. she was like I'm being raped and murdered right now like yeah. she thought like this is, this is the end I gotta use and I was like no no it's me yeah <laughs> Here, here's what I didn't say about my writing process. Yeah. Um, I typically will get very stoned mm-hmm. and start writing. Yeah. And then I typically do it in like bursts of about 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm, I, I don't know if I'm like ADD or what, mm-hmm. but like I definitely like writing and like sitting and doing like one task for mm-hmm. a long time, like it it crushes my soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and as much as I like writing, mm-hmm. like if like so I typically get like pretty stoned mm-hmm. and then I write 
like a bunch of stuff like pretty quickly like we just kind of whatever's popping out you know and then i'll go back later when i'm not stoned and i'll read over it mm-hmm. and then i kind of formulate the jokes from there mm-hmm. you know sometimes they just come out full formed and i'm i'm just like all right now i got a sweet new joke that i i literally spent five seconds on you know mm-hmm. but uh but there's something about that where like it it's almost like uh, like lifting weights on steroids or something for me, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. I I get to a point where like uh, I don't know. I feel like my weirdly enough, like if I go on stage stoned or whatever, like mm-hmm. I, my brain doesn't fire the way it like mm-hmm. where where if I'm clear headed, I can mm-hmm. like last night, you know, like I went up as Jesus. I started doing jokes, you know, <laughs> but I was. I was hitting with crowd work, you know, last Mm -hmm. night, like immediately, you know what I mean? And then I kind of, so like, but if I was like high before I went and did that, Mm -hmm. my my brain wouldn't, those jokes wouldn't have come to me. Not, at least not that fast, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so like, it's the same thing with like writing. So like, if I, like I get stoned and I write and then once I'm like not stoned, I'll go back and read over it and Mm -hmm. pick out what I think is the funny shit in what I wrote and then kind of capitalize on, on Mm -hmm. that stuff. And then sometimes I'm not high and I'm just like standing in a shower or something like that. Like yeah. any, it, like normally it's like uh, places where I don't have like a bunch of sensory overload shit happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like in the car or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. or just by myself in general, like mm-hmm. that's when shit happens. And then mm-hmm. I also have to give my wife some credit. Sometimes she'll just text me shit and she'll be like, "Hey, I think this is funny." Mm-hmm. Like. She never like texts me like full form jokes, you know yeah, what I mean? But just like a premise. Yeah, but she'll that, like, she'll the text concept me. Yeah, funny, she'll text yeah. me shit and she'd be like, "Hey, do you think this is funny or something mm-hmm. like that?" And sometimes I I do run with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking lately, I've been like focusing on how important premises are mm-hmm. because like I mean the premise is everything. Mm-hmm. It, because no matter how good a joke is, it, if they're not into the premise, they're gonna mm-hmm. a little bit of their brain's yeah. gonna be like just not pay attention like yeah. they're so i mean people's attention spans these days are so short that Take they're time. not even going to entertain paying mm. attention fully if the premise isn't good so what i've been doing is listening back to sets mm-hmm. uh because i record them and like there's a lot of jokes where like people like giggle mm-hmm. or even laugh at a premise and then my joke has always not worked after that mm-hmm. so i'm like let's let's work on these jokes that uh people are on board with with the premise and then also like i notice because i'll try i know the premise is kind of good sometimes or but other times i need to pay closer attention to what they're and then even just looking out at a crowd you can tell when they're into mm-hmm. a premise so i've been yeah. paying attention to that and so when i've been working on just finding jokes for a premise because like mm-hmm. for me it's like i can just put it together like you said I, I i do like writing and writing is how i it's my i know it's my strong point so i know i can put something together mm-hmm. eventually i just have to work it out and uh that's kind of um what i do <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's that was my biggest fear going into this altogether like before i was like I'm going to do stand-up. The biggest thing that scared me is I'm not a good writer. Like, I'm just not. Like, mm-hmm. like I could never write a book. 
You know what I mean? I could never write a, even a blog because mm-hmm. I'm a bad speller. I'm bad at grammy, grammar. Grammy. I'm, grammy. Uh, I, I can't Case even say point. the, fu- yeah. even say uh, the fucking word. Bad at Emmys. Uh, yeah. Bad at Tonys. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> my Oscars are off. No. So I'm just, like, my wife is a really good writer. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she, and, and so, like, I'm surrounded by, and my daughters are too, like, mm-hmm. to be fair, uh, so I'm surrounded by people who are good at writing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I am not that, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so like my big concern was like, am I going to be able to write stuff that's like mm-hmm. legible? <laughs> legible. Uh, uh, oh, like but, literally. Like, no, 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 it's a little bit of both. I, I, yeah. I literally mean legible, but also mean like, is it going to okay, be yeah. good enough? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be good enough at writing jokes to where people are going to respond to it? Yeah. And then it literally just took me writing out a bullshit first set that I had and yeah. going up and trying it and mm-hmm. getting like a couple of chuckles mm-hmm. in my first set and going, okay, I think I can do this, but better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I put not as much effort as I probably should have before I went up for the first time. Like, no, I, I don't know. Because like I feel like a lot of people do the process that you're doing. It doesn't mean you're a bad writer. There's many ways to write. You can write on stage. So, like, if you find a premise, okay, you have a good premise. You know, it's not written out as in a joke form yet, but you can go on stage and explore it, Mm -hmm. and maybe it it dies or doesn't work, but you try it again. If your writing process is, I'm going to finish this joke on stage based on something I thought of, I can't really maybe articulate it in a way that someone that's, uh, a writer, someone that writes like on paper and right. just transfers it to yeah. stage and recites it. Then, I mean, it's just a different. There's a lot of comics that do it the way you're doing it. So yeah. it's like, and it doesn't mean they're bad writers. It just means they write on stage, well, which is fine. Well, that that is what works for me. But I also have like an idea of who I want to be on stage. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm not anywhere near that person. Yeah, we're not going to be for a long time. Yeah, I know. I I know, but it's still like, it's a little, like, because I, like, I have the vision for it, Mm -hmm. but I still, like, in the moment of being Mm -hmm. on stage. It's different. It's different. Yeah, so that's going to take a long time because, like, a lot of people, uh, uh, comics always talk about you're not as funny, you're never as funny on stage as you are off stage. Right. So the goal is to be as close to funny on stage as you are off stage but that means finding your voice on stage right. which takes a fuck ton of time right. and you can't rush it because it just doesn't work that For way sure. mm. so it just it's going to be trial and error yeah and then just like figuring out what works figuring what doesn't yeah I, and i get glimpses of it oh for sure you I, know know what I mean? too, i'm like yeah. oh okay that is what like i'll because i'll I, I watch all my sets bunches mm-hmm. of times like because I, I was telling, I was texting Jimmy earlier. Like I, I like to see what jokes work when, why they worked this time and didn't work this time. Like mm. I, I, like I, I'm I, like I don't have like a notepad where I'm like I have all my jokes listed out and no. it's like you know uh, killed, bombed, bombed, killed. You yeah. know, it's not mm-hmm. like that, but it is a little bit in my head like that. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, and so when I get these like small glimpses of like, okay, this is what I want to be, you know, <clears throat> even the material that I have now and stuff, yeah. it, it's not what I want to be doing. So it's you, just what I'm yeah. doing for now. You so know? You, when you notice those moments, when you listen back, yeah. you're like, oh shit, that was really close to who I am yeah. uh, off stage. That yeah. was a real moment. Then kind of focus on that joke, yeah. what you did. Mm-hmm. And then 
you might develop it and it might bomb for a while, but and that this will come with time where you're like, okay, yeah, uh, I know how to handle this joke and I know it's probably gonna eat shit, but it, like Jerry Seinfeld says, it takes. You have to really have uh, some, you know, some balls of steel to like go up there and just eat shit because you're trying to figure out a joke yeah. that you know has potential. Yeah. Like it makes you laugh when you hear it. You gotta like the joke yourself, mm-hmm. and then like yeah, you'll have to drop certain jokes that aren't what you're trying to be. It's right. like I have to do that, and I I did that with a lot of them because there's just some jokes that it's like yeah they hit, but it's like you know it's kind of hacky. <laughs> I have a lot of jokes where I'm like I go to, but I know I don't want to go to them because <laughs> and also like I'm trying to develop a voice right. <laughs> or whatever you know and it's like when i do certain jokes that's kind of taking them out of of kind of who i am on stage and it, it kind of fucks i think it fucks everything up and i can tell when i'm doing like a short set where i'm doing stuff about my mental health or addiction yeah. and then i throw in some fucking dumb joke um and that kind of takes them out of it yeah. And now they're like, oh, he's full of shit. So yeah. I think I'm starting to recognize that a little bit more. But yeah. that's, you know, it's tough. And then also my writing process. So, like, like we're at my job at my desk. Yeah. And this is here at all times. Yeah. Like, I have... Oh, yeah, I, you gotta if, have If it I have it, it's in my car. Yeah. I have it, like... So, and then another thing that I'm, like, working on is now... Like, so the level where I'm trying to figure out, like, what's next... Yeah. Is I want to be able to tell long stories Mm -hmm. like I want to be able to get into a 15 minute long you know just one story one story where it's funny the whole time where it's funny the whole time right which is super tough yeah yeah. so like now I'm trying to and it it never who am I to say I've only done this five years but it it never ends as far as figuring out like what's the next well I feel like if that mastery level I feel like if that ends then like you're done you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like if you, that's the thing. Like I, cause I talk to a lot of open micers, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause that's where I'm at. Yeah. And so like, I ask them like, not, not every time I mm-hmm. see them, but I do like typically ask like, what do you want out of this? You know? Yeah. And some people are like, I'll, you know, the same, same as me. Like R- Rudy asked me that question, like in the first couple of times I met him, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, what do you want out of this? And I was like, I don't know. I just kind of want to just get just on stage. Started, yeah. And then, and, but, but. Then I kind of started changing my perspective of like, okay, well, like I I I've went up a few times, like it's going pretty good, like okay, so let's set actual definitive goals for this, and like honestly, like Ru- Rudy said it to me, he's like, if you're not in this to be a headliner, mm-hmm. then this is just a hobby for you, you know? Yeah, what I mean? oh, for and sure, and that's okay too. That's completely fine, but yeah. it's a hobby, you yeah. know. And so that's why I ask a lot of the open micers, like, what mm-hmm. do you want out of this? And I get varied answers here and there, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, but that's my goal, you know. Like yeah. I, with all of this, I'm just working towards an absolute goal of mm-hmm. like headlining and, and and I you know I listen to a lot of podcasts so I mm-hmm. hear headliners talking mm-hmm. and the thing that they say is the kiss of death is just getting comfortable in that you know yeah. you, you make comfortable it up to us comfortable open mics or yeah like uh, whatever level features, you're at yeah, yeah like you get com- even at the top level you get yeah. comfortable and then you're yeah. you stop writing as much you that's why yeah so you gotta start bombing you have to bomb because you. Uh, so like with me I have I did 20 minutes at Judge Show, and I had mm-hmm. a good 20-minute set. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I can't keep I can't be happy with that 20 minutes I just can't which means like if I'm gonna get longer I have to start bounding more because like I have to figure out who I am if I'm gonna do a long set I have they have to develop a relationship with me some kind of relationship with me where I'm consistent Mm -hmm. and that's gonna take me taking more chances and I I I I've been a lot better Mm -hmm. of avoiding the fear of of bombing mm-hmm. um, because you just have to mm-hmm. um, but it's still like there's a little bit of me like when a joke doesn't work I have that urge to go into one that does well but yeah. here's the thing though so judge shows and and it, it, it's weird because we're in this area so there's not that much opportunity to get on stage right but like judge shows is like paid showcases mm-hmm. so what you can do is I recommend doing your shit that you know works when oh, you're doing at a that paid one. showcase. I did, yeah, um, yeah. I did. Oh, you're about the Kava thing. The Kava Okay, bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck that. Experiment all you want when you're at the Kava place. Oh, it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I think uh, the biggest thing there is it's hard to keep people's attention, so yeah. I just kept having it. Well, like, yeah. No, it's like people are coming in and out. The entrance and is... And the energy of the place. It's just a, What's a, bar, a bunch too? of hipster. Well, the, the like, entrance is a hidden doorway, so... For safety reasons, it has to beep when it opens because oh, it shit. folds. So, like, and then people come in, and for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> the whole crowd looks at who's entering. Yeah. Like, it's, like, every single it's time. Entrance, every single time yeah. So I have to bring them that's back. A, that's what, what happened at Lizette's. Because you walked in, like, uh, halfway through my set, and the <laughs> beeping, like, everybody turned oh, around. Fucking and that's beep. why I was like, I'm just going to address that Jimmy walked in. Yeah. I was like, in the middle of my set, I'm like, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, know? hey. Yeah. It's fine. But my thing is, what's cool is, what I like about being here locally is mm-hmm. that you do get a lot of opportunities to do, like, 15, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? And what you can do is your 20 minutes that you know works, wall it off. And, like, you no longer have access to that material. So now you got to figure out, all right, how am I going to make this next 10 minutes work without my 20 minutes that I know will make these people laugh? Yeah. I've seen Rudy struggle with this, too. But Rudy's not at a place. See, here's my frustration also. Okay. All right. With new comics. Uh Uh-huh. Is... I think people try, and you know, I, I skipped a lot of shit also, but I think people skip ahead of the process way too much, right? So, to me, when you're as new as like you guys are, uh-huh. you got to get a killer five minutes, mm-hmm. and then that's my only goal. Killer ten. Killer ten, exactly. Killer so. Being like, oh, I want to constantly, I want, you know, I want to be doing new stuff and kind of like you have to, you have to take the five that you have mm-hmm. and be able to get up anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime, no notes, no like nervousness, <clears throat> and know that you can recite that shit like it's nothing. Like yeah. a pro, you have to do it like a pro. Exactly, like, you need to be the Jerry Seinfeld of that five of that minutes, tw- or that five minutes, or that twenty minutes. Yeah, like uh. It has to be like if it's a paid showcase. What I'm in my head, I'm like, I go and I'm like, these people paid money to see me. I mm-hmm. have to give them a paid, uh, a paid performance. Uh, but the one thing I want to say is like with that 20 minutes, it's not the best 20 minutes. Um, I I know it can be better. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree that there should be a part of it where you're uh, going past and like doing. Okay, I need a. 10 more minutes but mm-hmm. I also think that you can expand on premises and jokes that yeah. you're doing mm-hmm. and make them better and also sh- 
uh, add to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's so many jokes that are never done, and, and the mistake I make is that, oh, this joke works, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to leave it alone. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I've done that too long. I'm, I'm constantly figuring stuff out. So mm-hmm. I'm just starting to be like, okay, this joke works, mm-hmm. but it's not done, and it can be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to be like, uh, every joke I tell that's good, it needs to work every time. That's mm-hmm all of my material right now yeah like, none of it's done it's mm-hmm. all right it's it's mm-hmm. all just like a, I, a newborn baby but i mean no. and again you're four months in yeah three three, months. three three so so i mean it's for now where you are is like you're perfect you're perfect where you are well that and yeah. that's that's my where i go back and forth you mm-hmm. know because like i have i have five minutes mm-hmm. and it's a good five minutes mm-hmm. it's not a great five minutes it's mm-hmm. not a killer five minutes it's just mm-hmm. good you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and I typically, if I'm going on a set where I'm doing five minutes, mm-hmm. like it does, it sometimes it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, it it works, yeah. you know. And then I get into this like, well, should I just keep doing this five minutes, or should I write new material to slide into the jokes that are like less good, or should mm-hmm. I just work on those new those jokes and just mm-hmm. keep because like some of the jokes I have like. I don't know if I'll be able to take them anywhere with them where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And then other jokes I have, I try mm-hmm. new shit with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I know that those are jokes that like they're they're broad enough where I there's a lot of different angles to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So try the different angles. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I do. But the jokes that are kind of like I don't want to say dead in the water, mm-hmm. but that's how I kind of look at them. Like, all right, these work, but they're not the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the jokes that I go, okay, well, I'm going to write new shit and just try to eliminate the jokes that I, I'm not happy with, I don't necessarily like. Even though they do get some laughs, it's not where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I kind of, like, but also, like, and I've said this a bunch of times, like, I don't have the luxury of just going up seven nights a week yeah. or, or doing mm-hmm. 15 shows a week or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I have to figure out everything that I want to do within mm-hmm. the constraints of like two or three shows a week, mm-hmm. you know? And that's tough because yeah. it, that means I have like one show where I can try new stuff mm-hmm. and see what works there. And then I have maybe one or two shows where I get to try that shit out and see mm-hmm. how it works. Like in front of an actual, but audience. what you can also do, which is, my psychotic process mm-hmm. is your five minutes. Mm-hmm. Walk around and just say it out oh, loud oh, like I, a psychopath. I do that. And, yeah. and, and oh, do? to be yeah. fair, I've yeah. also just recently, like, I like on showcase shows or, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't bring any of my material up with me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna leave it. And if I forget it, yeah. then I'm just gonna have to figure out what I'm exactly. gonna do after that. that. Because I, for a long, t- a long time. The first two months that I was doing it, it yeah. was, I had a notebook on stage every single time mm-hmm. because I needed my set list and all that. Yeah, and then you look at it because you'll memorize it, but because the paper's there, yeah, you'll, you'll just looking. look you'll at it. Yeah, because yeah. there's a little doing. bit in your mind. That's what I was yep. doing. That, you know, um, your the vape shop show was the first one where I was like, I'm not bringing. Anything yeah, that was great. It becomes not, a crutch. Not doing yeah. anything. Like mm-hmm. it becomes a crutch, and you don't need yeah. it. And uh, well, and then like it forces you to be in the moment. Yeah. And then it trains, like at this point you're working on, you're training your brain to having to uh, recall, and that's a muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes you, another thing is, it's okay to pause for a few seconds mm-hmm. uh, when you're trying to recall the next joke. My problem is a few seconds will turn into 30 seconds because I'm like, uh, Well, but then uh, also uh, you uh. don't, so you you don't develop the ability to like 
to scramble yeah. if you don't put yourself in those situations. Yeah. So if you're, I, there's so many times that I've been on stage where you forget what the next joke is, mm-hmm. and then you start talking to people because you have no other choice. If you have a piece of paper, mm-hmm. you can always go back to the. You just throw the piece well, of paper away and never pick it back up. Think of the uh, parallel to that too. Mm-hmm. So you're on stage, and the whole point of being on stage is to create the illusion that you're talking to an audience and having a conversation. So if you don't, so then you hit a spot where you don't know your next joke, you mm-hmm. can't think of it. Um, and then you pull out a piece of paper yeah. and so just the ruin opposite, the so whole. So one way is to go to look at the piece of paper. The other way is to talk to the crowd. Talking to the crowd. Uh, elongates the the illusion that you are just talking mm-hmm. which is what you're doing especially with a crowd yeah. um i just i, I did well at cro- uh, crowd work at the kava show mm-hmm. but still so this is what i did wrong mm-hmm. was that i had a really good interaction with this older guy mm-hmm. and i got uh, one of the best i've ever had mm-hmm. where it was like everyone was on board yeah. with it and I, like huge laughs with because of this guy, mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was a gift because he was he was like saying stupid shit and I was <laughs> I was roasting yeah. him. It was just perfect and he was yeah. great and he had a good sense of humor. But then I he said something and I I couldn't think of something to say. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. right away. So immediately I went back into my went back to the joke, mm-hmm. and so like I need to work with. Again, like having that pause, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that you do is just ask another question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't need yeah. to hit him with something every single time. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're stuck with what to say back, I can just ask another question, mm-hmm. and then uh, hope he gives me something to work with. And if not, ask another question. And, and one thing I, I was talking about, what Christoph Gene does great is he has this like either genuine interest or he uh displays this interest in mm-hmm. the and you do that too mm-hmm. um in the in the person mm-hmm. so like since you're interested in what the person's saying everyone else seems to be mm-hmm. interested too there yeah. it's the illusion it's like the feeling mm-hmm. that they're eavesdropping on a conversation yeah. <laughs> with one of the per- people which yeah. is a comic like yeah you know, mm-hmm. taking control of it. But uh, what that's another question I have is, uh, is that basically how you go about crowd work is just keep going until you find something? Yeah, I just, so the, so you weren't there, but the, um, the last retro. Yeah, that Friday night show. That Friday night show. Yeah. I tried, I failed. My goal was to do no material. My goal was to get up with no just plan. Just crowd work? And just start talking mm-hmm. and do the full amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think I made it to about 10 minutes. Yeah, you went a while. for Until I petered out and then just started doing material. Well, that's still, that's <laughs> pretty solid. Yeah, right? it was a long time of just like talking to people. And it went really well. That's funny because I've know? also tried that. Yeah. Even at my level. And yeah. it's I, I'm at a two-minute mark with that. <laughs> about two minutes in, I'm like, fuck, all right, now it's material time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I panic. I'm like, yeah. oh, I yeah, got to laugh on this one, so mm-hmm. I better bail. 
just one last thing about the notebook thing that I Mm -hmm. had too is one thing that I noticed is that like so I would do a joke and Mm -hmm. then look down at the notebook and I was missing the entire crowd interaction like I wasn't watching them react to me I wasn't looking at them I wasn't seeing the Mm -hmm. little subtle nuances of different people that you can kind of like hone in on target you know and I noticed like sometimes I, I don't know who specifically this this is but sometimes like a comical like point somebody out because they mm. laugh weird or something yeah. like that you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then it kind of gets everybody like mm-hmm. oh yeah that person is laughing weird you yeah. know and yeah. I wasn't able to interact yeah. with any of that because mm-hmm. in between my next joke I was looking here instead yeah. of out, out there you yeah know? which I think with like the laugh thing it has to be absolutely wild for you no. to bring it up <laughs> That's because <true>. uh <laughs> It's. I feel like it's weird to make. They're laughing at your jokes. Yeah. You should probably. And they make them feel self conscious about yeah, laughing at your jokes. They'll stop. But <laughs> like, sometimes okay. you have. Sometimes you have to because yeah. it's like holy shit. No, I've, yeah, we've done shows where like, like, like the, the, you know, the the laughter will have it. It crescendos and mm-hmm. then it comes back down and you get back down to kind of silence. Right. And like, what show was that? I don't remember. I think it might have actually been Judd's, where there was this one woman who just. No, it was, um, I did this show way out in the middle. I'm never going to remember where this was, but it was like a, it was a, it was like a big community Mm -hmm. that had like, that has like their own like little theater inside, whatever. Okay. And I did that show with, um, God, I remember the comic, I I remember their faces, but I don't remember their, um. Names. Names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like four of us and there was a woman that kept laughing really hard way past the time when the rest of the room was done laughing. (laughs) And sometimes if you just stand there and just let, they will laugh at her as hard as they would at any joke you're going to say just because she can't stop. Laughing. That, that was my mom when it, when Jim. Oh up. yeah, <laughs> she she was like hiding her face and crying. And also, laughing. they're like uh, laughing at the fact that this they're like enjoying that one person is it's just enjoying it loving this much. It. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that makes them. It's just like in conversation when someone's laughing really hard. Yeah. It, it oh, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's like, contagious. It may, like, if, like if one of your friends is laughing really hard, it's like, yeah. oh, it reminds them. Oh shit, the thing he said was really funny. Yeah. So. Well, like, like I, I, I kind of went like so last night when I was walking in between the two shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I brought, I had like four people with me, yeah. right? So I was literally walking over to Beachside Retro, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't prepare for this. Mm-hmm. I'm probably about to bomb. I was telling them like I'm probably about to bomb. It's probably not going to go well. And then I get up there and I see this couple that were there the previous week who I had made a decent like crowd mm-hmm. work joke about, yeah. you know, and then. So I go. I just immediately start going in on them, yeah. sort of like pulling back from the last week, yeah. and then like, and then I'm also Jesus, you know what I yeah. mean? So <laughs> yeah. then I, I like, uh, oh, like I, I said to the, I, I said a joke where I was like, you know, have you, I, have you ever been heckled on stage by Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like a fat Jesus at that, <laughs> and the guy goes, you look like you've. You know, been eating at a couple last suppers, yeah. you know? And you I was, said you look like you've had a few last suppers, yeah. Yeah. which is a fucking kill. One yeah. of the better lines I've ever heard from a, a audience, audience member. Because I am, you know? Yeah. And I look back at him and I said, oh, my last supper was your wife's ass. <laughs> and it blew up, man. Yeah. Like, the whole room was... Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, But I... 
that's it's weird because like w- what I want to be is comfortable mm-hmm. on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you guys were saying, like that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. It takes takes like a long time to get get there. You know. Yeah. But I have these moments of like comfortability where mm-hmm. just like shit just slips out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know and. That's what that's what I want to be doing, but I want to be doing it with my material also, yeah. not just crowd work. Because crowd crowd work right now is like mm-hmm. where I get the biggest pops, yeah. you know. But sometimes I get up and I'm like, uh, "How y'all doing tonight?" <laughs> you know, and then I can't well, think of anything. You it, know, so. I think I think rooms like um, uh, <laughs> retro for sure, mm-hmm. um, but retro is good because it tends to have an actual audience a lot of times. Yeah. Audience uh-huh. that's like want to be there and they're yeah. attentive. There's something about that room, and it's very similar to open yeah. mics where they're just completely yeah. ready it, to yeah. laugh. But they want to laugh. Even the comics are attentive yeah. and watching and laughing at the open mic. Yeah, which yes. never happens. But yeah. but like but shit show rooms, uh-huh. right? Are like like Lizette's would be a good one, where because this is what Steagles was so important. Also, like when we were starting or whatever, or even like old school pizza, why it was so important. A room where you don't give a shit. That lets you just sit up there, and if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You just try, you know, whatever, yeah, um, and just see what happens. Because once you do that a few times, and you get, you, how do I say this? You get the muscle memory of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. To have that level of confidence, okay, to where it's like I couldn't give a shit less. How you this need goes. that. You need the confidence to do yeah. poorly as yep. long as you're. I mean, like you can't just not give a shit in a yeah. sense where you're not trying to make them laugh, yeah. right? But yeah. not give a shit how it does. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, and that, then, that takes some. That takes some some reps. Yeah. So that's where like, and and that's that then translates. Because the better you, the more you at least know what it feels like mm-hmm. to be on stage and not give a shit. Mm-hmm. No expectations. You know, at least you know where that place is in your own. Like you know what it feels like. You know where that zone is, and the more comfortable you get in other environments, mm-hmm. you can then sort of bring yourself back to that place. Check yourself in an, into exactly in an environment where it really does matter. Right. Because the audience can smell it on you. Like yeah. the, when you care, yeah. the audience knows and it's like a it's like they don't how do I say this? It's 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 very it's very much so actually kind of like dealing with a woman uh-huh. <laughs> where if you're confident uh-huh. And they and they're very good at smelling fake confidence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you're confident, they're happy to just let you do your thing and take the lead in the situation. Yeah. Exactly. But if they can tell that you're not confident, or uncomfortable, or uncomfortable, or panicking, they feel like they need to protect themselves, mm-hmm. and they need to now. And then, worst case scenario, you let them know that they're in control. Yeah. To where. If you say something and they don't laugh, they can tell it really affects you. Then it becomes because they're they're gonna have fun either way. Mm-hmm. The audience is gonna have fun, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have fun in two ways. Either they're gonna have fun because they're on this journey with you and you're taking them on this journey, or they're gonna have fun because you suck and they're gonna enjoy watching this train wreck and maybe fucking with you if they can. But right? how, how did, so when you guys were new? Mm-hmm. Like at this, like how did you? So, so like I've I've done enough shows with Jimmy, for instance, mm-hmm. where like 
I know Jimmy doesn't think I'm unfunny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if I go out in front of Jimmy and bomb, mm-hmm. like, I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah, because yeah, I've, yeah. he's seen me enough to where, like... I he, want he, you to bomb. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, like, at, I mean, the, same I, time, at the same <laughs> time, you have other people that come to these shows that are mm-hmm. from out of town that book shows here and there mm-hmm. and everywhere and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, like, they're coming to... They're, they're on the same lineup as you, mm-hmm. and you don't want to fail in front of them so that they mm-hmm. don't have this negative, like, oh, this guy's not funny. That does... Well, in the, in, in the beginning. I'm yeah. talking just specifically in the... Because yeah. now, you, you both of you guys have yeah. sort of, like, an established, like... People mm-hmm. think that you're funny across mm-hmm. the board because they've seen you, yeah. you know, do do mm-hmm. well enough where they're like, okay, the, he's funny. I mm-hmm. have zero problems booking him on a show because mm-hmm. he's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But like somebody like me, where I'm so new into it, mm-hmm. like I feel like if if I if I'm at a like a retro. Uh, uh, open mic mm-hmm. I know almost everybody there you mm-hmm. know they've all yeah. so and, and most of them are newer comics anyway mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not really like I'm in that zone that you're talking about where mm-hmm. I'm comfortable I don't really care so much about like looking the best or being the best or whatever mm-hmm. but when I get to like shows where like sometimes you'll invite some of the Orlando comics or like Jacksonville or whatever mm-hmm. like those shows are like it makes me nervous I don't necessarily get nervous from the audience mm-hmm. it's the people that are there where don't, I'm like oh no, man no. like I don't want to cr- I don't, don't want to with all due respect yeah. all of those people they are fucking matter. nobody yeah it, well, they're well, all nobody but, they don't but they're nobodies to you guys because no. you you guys no, 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 have no 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 I'm telling you you will you will discover yeah so two things number one mm-hmm. like how I got work mm-hmm wasn't from people coming to Melbourne mm-hmm. and like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Maybe yeah. I, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, Melbourne is my laboratory mm-hmm. where you work on it and you work on it and you work on it. Mm-hmm. And then you drive to their city in front of their audience mm-hmm. and destroy. Right. And that's how you get the respect. So, like, when you're here... yeah. I mean, I, again, if you're on a showcase, if Jimmy puts you on a showcase, yeah, and judge, yeah. like then th- it matters, yeah. right? But don't get like a. I can't even imagine who the fu- like. Again, no disrespect, but I haven't I haven't been in a room where anyone in the room matters, like because. But we're at different levels. No, the I know people that would matter to you. They're not even on my radar right now. Wait, who but, ma- yeah. who matters at when you go to the beachside? I don't want to say names, man, because then I'm like fanboying I mean, on somebody. Well, no, like none wait, of them. Wait, hold on, I hold promise on. you. I mean, like who matters? The comics or like last night there were seven audience members. So who the matters audience more? matters the most. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. but but like I don't get as nervous mm-hmm. in front of audiences because like. I don't know, like, I've, like, this is going to sound kind of shitty, but, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel confident enough with what I have, even mm-hmm. even though it's not perfect and it's not done yet, mm-hmm. I feel confident enough to where, like, most times I go up, I'm going to do decent, you mm-hmm. know? And if not, like, I feel confident enough in my crowd work to, like, at least get through it mm-hmm. and, and get some laughs with that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm comfortable with, with, I know that I'm a, a certain level of funny mm-hmm. where that's not something that I'm worried about. So right. you got to... You got to get uncomfortable. If you're comfortable now, you need to get uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Okay. Because you gotta you gotta try some different stuff and take some risk. Okay. Um. This you, is why I'm not totally. I don't want to oh, make no, it seem no. like I'm like in a lazy boy. No, no, no. I mean, like you're funny, so now you have to. If you're feeling comfortable, 
comfortable it means you now you have to keep going because right. you've reached a level where okay you're getting on stage and you're doing well so now it's time to expand and get better right and also um with like the of what i wanted to say is with the retro open mic as much as the comics it's good that we have comics in the room, they're mm. they're laughing at different shit than an audience yeah. would laugh at. So you got to take. It's I, more the showcases. But that yeah, I'm I, talking about. I, I, yeah, but yeah. I also I want to. <coughs> Whoa, Jesus! I want to. The elephant in the room, <laughs> Patrice. Yeah, I want to really instill this in our local comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Understand also. Right, because everybody, because I hated this when I started, mm-hmm. and I'm really this matters to me. Mm-hmm. All those people coming from Orlando, mm-hmm. there's nobody in Orlando. I'm not specifically just there's, saying that city. Either. No, I know, all, but I'm saying no, I know, but people, but because we're a smaller scene or whatever, mm-hmm. people tend to get it in their head that like, oh well, you know, the Miami comics or the the Orlando comics or the Jacksonville comics or the whatever. Nobody's anybody. Yeah. Right. And like, un- un- unless you bomb in front of Dave Attell mm-hmm. or whatever, and even that, like, the world's bigger than David. Like, it just yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Especially at your level. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, don't get ahead of yourself. I just and think like, oh man, I want to do good in front of this. And I and I know I know I hear what you're saying because like. At your level, these people are important. They're important right? if you want to get booked on other shows. Like you know what? what I'm Nobody yeah. books anything. Yeah, you, no, they well, do. no, like, you do. I mean, so, like, I've done. I, I don't want to say names, man. I'll tell you coming, after the podcast. Here's where we're coming from. There's, we are both in situations where we're living in Melbourne, and there's not options really for yeah. us to move. So, mm-hmm. there's people in Orlando. Besides the showcases that are here, there's yeah. people in Orlando. That book shows. There's yeah. someone that books shows two times a week. There's someone mm-hmm. that books a show once a week. There's a guy that books a show, another show, mm-hmm. once once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then there's other scattered shows. There's a lot of opportunities to get on stage a lot if you if they see you and they like you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you kind of have you without putting them on a pedestal. You kind of have to uh, get cool with them. In order to get more sets, because I mean, it's you know, right now it's if you're not getting booked in Orlando, and right now it's just getting reps. I just want to get on stage as much as possible. Right. I kind of have to. Um, not that I don't want like their approval deep down to my core. Where mm. oh my god, Jimmy's amazing. right. Just enough where they're okay with booking me right. as much mm-hmm. as they that's can. exactly you know, what that's I'm saying. That's all we <laughs> yeah. need. Yeah, that's, mm. yeah. But so, but sometimes I I'm on these shows where like that's what makes me nervous specifically. Mm. Like okay, well I'm on a show with five people and two of these people run shows in Orlando and those are shows that I want to be on. So I don't want to fucking bomb in front of them. I want to yeah. I want to try to do my best. Which I mean. I'll, I want to try to do my my best anytime I get on stage, mm. but specifically those are the people where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you can't help it. I don't want to fail, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. It's just like uh, because that is a big thing. Is is uh, at this level? These shows. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about trying to get on the improv stage or no. uh, or any of any of the big huge stages in Florida. Mm. I just want to get on small shows that are happening somewhat locally that. Yeah. I, yeah. Even if I'm not getting paid for it, at least I'm getting the stage time that I want. You know, mm-hmm. like like 
like judge show you know yeah. what i mean like he like, saw you and he liked you and yeah. then he booked you almost immediately right yeah and so he had to if he didn't do well right that one time judd yeah. was there he would have missed opportunity yeah. right to and do exactly and if judd saw me just eat mm. shit for five minutes that oh, well, yeah, yeah. his first, first impression yeah, yeah. yeah it's and very it's first to, impression tough to shake a first impression yeah. not that it's impossible exactly but, but also like i just i guess my only yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess by my main thing, I just want to start. I, like, I knew. I know. Judd's Judd's room mm-hmm. is better than all those rooms in Orlando. I know. You know oh, what but I, mean? I can't do Judd's so like, room every week. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But what I'm just saying, like, I also don't want because here's what happens to people in small, like, and this is why, like, this is why I left the. Which, by the way, was it Josh Miller, right? Yeah, the local. I, I wanted to kick him in his balls. I, I like. I like him. I love but Josh. I love Josh. I'm yeah. not. But whatever. But what he said to me in front of pineapples that one night, he's like, "You can't really consider Chris a Melbourne comic uh, because he's never like at the Melbourne stuff." I put you in his place. I'm like, I'm not here because I work the most. <laughs> but that was the like, that was an ego thing because yeah. he said that uh, I was his favorite. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's like, you can't really consider Chris a Melbourne comic because he's never here. I'm he like, didn't mean anything because for I'm me. traveling, actually performing, and represent. Because if, if you ask anybody about Melbourne all over the state, yeah, my name's going to come up first because I'm the one who's actually traveling all over the state. Well, but that's right. That's like saying, uh, so like Chris, I've seen you three times I think mm-hmm. alright I've never really seen you do your set mm-hmm. you know what I mean like your yeah, yeah. whatever I don't know how much time you have yeah. currently yeah. but I've never seen it yeah. you know I've seen mm-hmm. maybe a joke or two here or there yeah. but you're like you're trying to work on crowd work right now yeah. so like the couple of times I've seen you have been mostly crowd work and then like a joke here joke it's there it's great right? yeah. and it, it is it's really yeah. good but like I'm interested to see your actual Which set. I I've seen to... Chris's set a lot. It's it, yeah. he is solid and he keeps. Well, I mean, just well, from before COVID mm-hmm. to now, mm-hmm. I'm like holy shit. So, oh, but, but, but yeah. for yeah. instance, I've seen. I don't know that I've seen every joke that Jimmy has, but mm-hmm. I've seen most of his material. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but... if I was like trying to like. Well, is Chris my favorite or is, is Jimmy my favorite? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't really seen what you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. And I, ha- I have yeah. seen what yeah, he I, has I, to offer. I, I, just kidding. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a little bit of uh, yeah. in defense yeah. of, oh we're God. going back yeah. to last week of, Chris, of Josh. Yeah. I'm Chris willing to bet that, that plays into it, too. fucking just put us all to shame. Like, uh, this past Friday. Holy moly. No, but that, killed was, it. that was my... Jacks? Trying to... <laughs> that dude's so good, dude. He's so fucking good. <laughs> oh, Every time the, I've oh, been... Just discrediting him. Joe Jackson is one of my favorites. Oh, man. He's so fucking <laughs> He's, funny, man. So I actually had a conversation with my wife about him okay. when we were so on the way good. home. Because his, his, like, awkward... Yes. Like, that's... That sort of style. That's him. Is that it? five minutes of okay. him talking about kissing his dad. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the funniest yeah. jokes that I've I've ever watched so, in, so a, he, in a chunk. So like this that. is the conversation I had with my wife. I was like, he's either really good, uh-huh. or he sucks. And it's oh, no, incidentally great. good. No, I don't. You think know how so. somebody who's awkward, yeah, the personality, like the, yeah, and the audience is laughing because they think they're doing a bit. Yeah. If no, he's, he's doing a control. bit, he's then he's control. really good. Yeah, yeah then he's, he's good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's my first time seeing him. So I yeah, didn't know. he consistently kills. Okay, oh, and just for the record. Uh, there are good showcases in Orlando. No, I know. Go. See, I see. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just always shitting on Orlando showcases. But my only thing was is like when I started. There was this energy of like, 
oh, oh, the Orlando comics are coming tonight. Like, oh, right. oh, oh, oh. And it's like, dude. It's not like that anymore. It's more, yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot more synergy between Melbourne and Orlando these days. Okay, well, like, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot different than even when I briefly dipped mm-hmm. my feet into, because mm-hmm. I had a feel when I first came here. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, you know, it was Orlando coming or, yeah. Me going to Orlando. It's yeah. like, it's very fluid now. Hello. So who's that? Is that your dad? That's my dad. Okay, I was going to say. Hello. Sorry. I actually, <laughs> I have to jet to get to okay. in uh, a, a certain 12-step meeting. Yeah. One that shall All not right. be named. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll cut my head off. Sorry, my dad lives in New Zealand. So oh, like, really? Anytime he, oh, anytime awesome. he calls, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that's yeah. okay. I, but that's why I was like, I, I want to just answer this and be like, hey, I'll get back to you in a few, yeah, yeah. A few he's minutes. He's a cutie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cutie. You know, like, I love that. Weirdly enough, he's like super supportive of all of this. My, mm. And uh, and every time I talk to him now, it's like, how's it going? Yeah. You know, he wants to see all my sets and all Aww. that kind of shit. Yeah, that's really cool. Very supportive. So yeah. I think that's some, awesome. you know, some parents are like, you, you, I don't know if you should be doing this, but yeah. like, I mean, one of the, you know, mm-hmm. I've been bullshitting with my dad my entire life. And so yeah. that's sort of like, I think. I think if I was like to trace my where I like com- you know comedy comes from for mm-hmm. me, it's definitely like that's the the, the start of it. It's Same just, with my dad. Yeah, just bullshitting yeah. with him. And my mom's mm-hmm. funny too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cool, good shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this has been the fun. Well, real quick, everybody, anybody have any plugs? I'm off for- this week, man. Uh, so I'll just yeah, plug my social yeah. media. Uh, yeah. Brian Milligan comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jimmy. No, dot Moynihan on Instagram and. I've, uh, the pine- I'm so tired. Uh, pineapples <laughs> on the tw- 20th and 27th. And every Sunday, besides this one, because it's Christmas, um, no Christmas open mic. Are we doing a New Year's? New Year's, yes. Okay, cool. Although, if we had a Christmas open mic, bunch of people would come I would, yeah. uh, I'd uh, say I would come, but I don't think I would. Yeah. I, think my wife, <laughs> so I think my wife would, would kill you. Yeah, would murder yeah. me. But, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. I Let me check my calendar for this week. What is this week? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm off this week because of Christmas. I don't have anything this weekend. All right. So, uh, as always, check out the 60-40 rules on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, all the places where you get stuff. Uh, my social media is comedian Chris Robinson. And, of course, please subscribe to our podcast, The Funny Style Podcast. Thank you. Sweet.